Hey everybody, good morning. I am just waking up and I'm feeling better. My body's just adjusting really slowly to this weather change and it caused me to feel really fatigued last week. And I just hate the cold, man. I I really don't like the cold, but hopefully it'll get a little bit better for me. And I'm also going to get a COVID test this morning just for an extra blanket of security for my clients. So, and I'm, I'm very sure that I will test negative, but either way, be praying. Even though you're going to see this after I already take the test, like God sees time all at once. So still be praying. But today I want to talk about a vision that I had a couple weeks ago when I was going to record the video, but my body said no, <laughs> but I'll show I don't know if you'll be able to see it, but I doodled it. I can't really draw like that. But there's a door and it's cracked and then there's a stick figure holding a candle. So basically we are to be lights in a dark place. And also we don't have to be afraid of the dark because we are lights. And that's actually one of my... I won't say it's too much of a fear now, but I'm not a huge fan of the dark. I don't like not being able to see what's in front of me. And when I was younger, I was scared of the dark as well. But when I was meditating on this, God told me that we don't have to be afraid of the dark because we we shine through it. We're lights and his light helps us navigate. So as believers, we should be tuned in to the Holy Spirit so that that light extends outward in the dark to other people as well. And I'm going to be honest, one of the things that have been making me uneasy and nervous is the future of the country that I'm living in. So most of you guys know I live in America. I know I have some people that listen internationally and... I just, and I know other saints have had dreams and felt this way too. I haven't specifically had a dream, but I do have a really gut-wrenching feeling about our election and beyond. And I feel like that's an example of a dark place that I showed in that picture. And as I'm growing in my faith, I've learned to be more kingdom-minded instead of falling for the trap of being emotionally volatile when we're uncertain or hateful towards people with different views. Like some of y'all have followed me on social media for a while and the way I act on there is different <laughs> from the way I acted a couple years ago. Like I don't be on there arguing on about these little things anymore and I've just learned to be a lot more kingdom minded. And especially when it comes to like people and their different opinions, you know. And God knew that Trump would win last election and he knows who's going to win this time. And really, it doesn't matter what happens because it's not going to change the fact that God is in control and that his plan is going to prevail. Nothing is going to surprise God, even though it may surprise us. So, the, so I view the future and unknown of our country as a dark place behind that door and when we march into the darkness as believers we have to keep our candles lit at all times and we cannot let the enemy blow it out so 
slipping into like being hateful on social media, arguing with people like prejudice or just that us versus them mentality when it comes to your political views. That's the enemy just snaking his little head around the corner and blowing your candle out. And that's really worldly. And as believers, we are not supposed to be acting like that. And I used to fall into that. Sometimes I still see other believers acting like that. And we really are supposed to be rising above that. So you might get more nervous as time goes on, but don't do it. It is so critical now in these uncertain times that we are able to stand out. So if you let the enemy blow that candle out, you're going to be wandering around in the dark like everybody else. And then people aren't going to be able to tell that you're a child of God because you basically have no distinction anymore. So even though I talked about us having our lights lit, I think that there's a distinction between having a candle and being that light and having that light shine within yourself. So if you're that light, nothing can blow you out. And I think candles represent the knowledge of God, but has not really sank into your heart yet. So basically, you know the word, but maybe you're not at a place where you're surrendering to God in every area. So maybe you're more religious, but you haven't surrendered. And if you if it hasn't sunk into your heart, the enemy can come and snatch it, just like the parable of the sowers, when it the seeds land on the the rocky ground with no soil, and then the birds just come and snatch it up. Because it doesn't even get planted. It's just surface level. So that's something we have to be mindful of. And then also in the same way, whenever the wind blows, the candle's just out. So let's strive to surrender to God in every area of our life so that we can really get that glow and be that light because let me tell you y'all we got enough candles we got enough Christian candles we need some more people who when they walk in the dark they just are the light and they've surrendered to God so deeply that we just know where to go and it's a process you guys it really is none of us are perfect at that so I found a verse, I found Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 through 16. So it says, <clears throat> sorry if my voice sounds crazy, y'all, like it's the morning, so I probably gained like another octave lower. But anyways, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand. And it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Okay, so nowhere does it say if somebody pisses you off, your light might get dimmer or if you feel uncomfortable or fall into fear, your light will get dimmer. No, like the more I learn about God, the more that I've learned that he is so unbothered by our little emotional, what am I saying? By our little <laughs> emotional fluctuations, like 
we are still expected to hold to that standard. And it really don't matter how you feel like. Of course he cares how we feel, but at the end of the day, we're still expected to do it. So we cannot, we can't afford to be emotionally flippant and just going where the wind blows because of our feelings. And of course we fall short, but we have to make sure that we don't grab a candle or a cheap replacement if we lose that glow for a second. So again, that candle rep represents like the superficiality, the candle represents the works and the actions apart from the change of heart. And that's why the candle can be blown out so easily. And you can relight the candle, but wax melts. That's only gonna work for so long until you're just looking as dark as everybody else. <coughs> so, if you feel like you fell short and you lose that glow, just plug back in to the source because only the Holy Spirit can give you that glow. Let's go to Matthew 7, 16 to 20. You'll recognize them by their fruit. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistle? In the same way, every good tree produces good fruit, but a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, neither can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that doesn't produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So you'll recognize them by their fruit. So we have to think what fruits are we producing. And this is not something that anybody can fake. Because what's in our heart is going to come out of our mouth and it's going to come out of our actions. So we have to continue to plug in to God by reading, studying, praying, and different things like that. So I'm going to take you to one more. This is Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Hey, my voice is warming up. <laughs> anyway, sorry. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. I'm going to keep reading, actually. Now, those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified, crucified, crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoked, provoking one another, envying one another. So I ended up reading the rest of that chapter. Yeah, like I said before, you cannot, you absolutely cannot fake fruits of the spirit. Because if you think of a fruit tree, you pull it off, you pull the fruit off with the intention to eat it. So if it didn't produce the right fruit, it can't hide that. So it's the same thing as believers. You cannot fake the condition of your heart. Even if you call yourself a good actor, it's going to come out. You just can't. And... I can't stress this enough, like we are imperfect and sometimes we're going to struggle and sometimes we're going to fall, fall short and that's okay because at the end of the day, Christian or not, we're all human and Christians are not better or exempt from falling short and the only difference is that as believers we tap into the power of Christ and the Holy Spirit 
which everybody has access to. You guys, this is not an exclusive club. Everybody can access this. If you just confess out loud with your mouth, I believe in Jesus Christ, then anybody can access that supernatural help. Because <clears throat> we're humans, y'all. This is hard. It doesn't come naturally to us to do some of these things. Well, actually to do any of it. And it also requires humility. And I think this is a hard part why a lot of people might reject it because we have to admit to ourselves that we don't have it all together. Even the church is bad at that sometimes. You go to some churches and it's a lot of pretending that everything's okay. That is so unbiblical. We don't have nothing together. <laughs> we can't do anything apart from Christ. So if you want to learn more about Christ or you have questions, please reach out. Like the church is a hospital for sinners and for the sick, which includes believers. It's not a place for us to come and put on a performance because I haven't studied deeply in Revelation, but I do remember reading about the four winds that would be released. And this just came into my head, y'all. But when they release those winds, everybody who has a candle is going to be Ooh, that's deep. But follow me here. It's going to be, that candle's going to be blown out. And it will be just like you didn't know Christ like the rest of the world because it's about the intimate relationship. But if you have that glow from the inside, from surrendering yourself from the Holy Spirit, you're still going to be a light. But when those winds get released and you have a candle, you're basically just dark like everybody else. So... That's God's standard, you guys. There ain't no halfway. He won't tolerate it. So, in the last couple of videos, I touched on how to access that power. And I'm going to be touching on that a lot because it's so important. I feel like a lot of people, they want a deeper relationship with God but don't really know what to start or where to start because it's so abstract sounding. So, I try to bring it down to earth for you guys and give you some practical points instead of just saying... Draw nearer to Jesus because you're sitting there like, okay, what do I do? I can't see him, so I need help. So here is some of those practical points again. So number one is to come away from the noise and recharge. And that includes unplugging from social media because y'all, people, people like to act a donkey on social media. And sometimes I fall into that donkey mentality when I get on social media, so when crazy stuff starts happening, I have to just unplug. And if I'm being honest, sometimes I dim my glow when I spend too much time on social media. So I've started not spending as much time on there. And to expand on that, have that quiet place for yourself. Spend time worshiping, praying, and reading scripture. But don't get too religious or legalistic about what you do during this time with God. So for me, sometimes there are times where I just need to pray and like I won't read scripture. And then there are other times where I literally approach it like a student. Like yesterday morning, I discovered some books in Daniel that weren't included in the Bible. And one of them was the prayer of Azariah. I should do another video on that. I mean, I believe that some of those books aren't validated by the Old Testament scribes or something like that is what I read, but 
that prayer of Azariah was very deep. It's basically his prayer before and during his time in the fiery furnace. So I'll probably do a video on that later. But anyways, I'm branching off here. But sometimes I'm studious like that where I'm really studying the word. And then other times I just sit there and be quiet or I sit there and journal and sit there and pray for myself and other people. But it's just so important to have that time away. And if you're waking up stressed, maybe you just need to sit there and take some deep breaths. But regardless, that quiet time when you first wake up is so important because... It affects how the rest of your day is going to go and how your mindset for the rest of the day is going to be. Because if you, a lot of times, and I used to do this too, like I will never go back. I can't. I don't even know how I did it for so many years. But just wait, hitting snooze and then waking up rushing and then rushing to work it is just so mentally unhealthy. I'm never doing that again. I wake up two hours before I have to leave sit there and spend time with God, work out, and then have enough time to take my time and get ready. So, yeah, that hustle and bustle that we do in the morning is not of God. We're supposed to wake up peaceful and spend the first moments with Him. So, if we don't charge our battery or our spiritual battery, it will die and we'll lose that glow. So this is not something that some people just naturally have. No, just like a battery, you have to charge it up. So if I were to like stop praying or stop spending time with God, I wouldn't have that glow no more and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between me and other people because we're some forgetful human beings. So you wouldn't be able to differentiate me between other people in the world. So we, it's so, so important to stay plugged in because... If we don't, then we won't produce fruit. So that is what I want to talk to you guys about today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed hearing a little bit of my morning voice. <laughs> but I really wanted to do this first thing when I woke up and just talk to you guys. But yeah, let me know what you guys think and let me know if you have any questions about Jesus, I'd love to answer them, and if I don't know, I'll just tell you that I don't know, or I'll look it up for you. I'm not one of those who tries to sound theologically smart. I don't really care about all of that, but I genuinely want people to connect with Jesus because it has brought me so much just peace over the years. It almost doesn't even matter what happens because I have so much peace within, like, I'm to the point, and I didn't used to be like this, I'm almost, well not completely unfazed, of course I have concerns about our future, but I'm much more unfazed than I have been in the past, and I'm really learning to not let outside circumstances affect my peace like that, and I've gotten that through Christ, so I really encourage you guys, if you've never tried it to, just seek God. Yeah. All right, you guys, I hope that you have a blessed day and I will see you next week. Bye.